I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Let's it fly. He throws it. FNTSY and Sports Grid Network present. Ball in his hands. Game on the line. Buddy, no. Tipped up by Dad. Hit the horn. Hardwood takeaways. It's Lillard. He got the shot off. Hello and welcome to Hardwood Takeaways, brought to you by the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. You can find me on Twitter, at Bogman Sports. Welsh will be back tomorrow, uh, feeling a lot better. But today, you're in luck, because you get a ticked-off Scott Bogman on this show. Um, I don't know how many of you guys saw the Rockets game, but it ended 135-133 in favor of the Spurs in double overtime. There is... So much to unpack here, but my main thing is there was a terrible, terrible, horrible call by the referees in this game. James Harden stole the ball on an on, on a pass, 
and he was so far ahead of everybody else, the kid with the squeegee had to get out of his way because he was out there trying to mop up some sweat. And James, here comes James Harden, you know, bearing down the court in his direction. So that that kid had to get out of the way. And then he throws down this dunk. And what happened in the dunk was the ball went through the net, but it kind of did that thing where it gets stuck in the net. And then the net wraps around the basket, comes out, and looks like it wants to go back in the net. It falls out. Harden runs for the rebound, but it goes out of bounds. And the referees called it a no basket. They said that he touched it on the way up. And then uh, D'Antoni said, well, I'll challenge that. And I said, well, you can't challenge that. And then they got together and then they said, well, it didn't touch it didn't touch him on the way up, but it didn't go through the hoop and then it went out of bounds. And on replay, you can clearly see, clearly see the ball go through the hoop and uh, coming back around, just as I described it, uh, it went through. And if it goes through and it clears the net all the way and it had to to come out of the net, then it is a basket. And they didn't count it. They waved it off. This game goes into overtime. This game goes into double overtime with um, Harden getting called for a charge in the last .8 seconds of the game, which I thought was a foul. You know, he went to the line 24 times. He set the record for most makes in a perfect free throw line game, 24 of 24. He scored 50 again in this game after scoring 60 in his last game. And it was just a bad beat. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the Rockets lost because of the refs. You know, you have one bad call, and I'm not going to be the guy that, you know, whines and moans about the referees. They'll get a game because of the referees uh, probably at some point this year. That is what happens in sports. You win some, you lose some of those bad calls. Sometimes you just get jobbed at the end of the game. Um, You know, that's the way it goes. That's what happens when you have human error in the game. I'm never going to sit here and blame it on that. But... You know, Barkley said, well, that had nothing to do with the end of the game. They blew the lead. They did. But a call like that can change the momentum of the game. And I think the purpose of replay, uh, uh, what should be above anything, is making sure whatever the call is, is right. That is what you want. So it's weird to me that you can't challenge things and then you can challenge other things and... One of the beat reporters, when they were interviewing D'Antoni, said, no, you can challenge both those things. And he said, yeah, that's what I thought. I don't know. I don't really have an answer for you guys. So, and I'm also not a, look, we need to get better referees and all that stuff. I am with that. I mean, I think the officials in all sports need to be paid a little bit more, need to do a little bit better of a job. But I digress. The fact that you have a limited amount of challenges should make anything challengeable. You know, you only have two and then you get the extra one if you get both of them right. That should mean you are able to challenge any single thing on the court that you want. So um, I thought it was a ridiculous call. It swung the momentum of the game. It's not the reason the Rockets lost. They lost because Harden was the only one that scored any damn points and um, they didn't close it out right. So I'm not going to sit here and blame the refs, but it was a bad call. It is something that you're going to see talked about. Um, over the next couple days and articles written about. And uh, hopefully you'll see the NBA take a little bit of action on this because this is this was dumb. You know, we have all the tools to make this call right. 
It's just two points. But if you're going to take time away from the game, get the call correct. That's what we want. I think we want that as uh, every single fan. I mean, it's a nice little rivalry between the Spurs and the Rockets. Uh, The Spurs haven't been great this year, but they won this one. So, um, and this could spark them, uh, you know, moving forward. Who knows? But uh, getting to the stats in this game, like I said, 135-133 in double overtime, the Spurs win the game. And career high from Lonnie Walker in this one, 28-4 with three steals, a block, 10 of 18 shooting, 4 of 7 from downtown, 4 of 6 from the line as well. So, great game from him. There was no LMA, LaMarcus Aldridge, in this game for the Spurs. So, that's why, you know, Harden got to the line so many times because when he drives, there's really no defender uh, to stop him. Uh, Bryn Forbes, 25, 2 and 4. DeMar DeRozan, 23, 5 and 9. Rudy Gay, 14, 5 and 2 with a steal and a block. And uh, on the Houston side, it was pretty much James, 50 points, 9 boards, 6 assists, uh, 4 steals, only 11 of 38. You can't be shooting 28.9% and expect to win. Was perfect from the line, like I said. 4 of 20 from deep. That is sad. Pass the ball, James. What are you doing? Another 2020 game for Capella, 22-21. 2 assists, a steal, 2 blocks for him. Triple-double for Westy. 19, 10, and 10, two steals, and a block in this game. So, like I said, I'm a little bit heated right now. The game ended just a little bit ago, so um, not a very happy camper at this point. But, you know, not the reason I lost the game. I'm never going to blame the refs, but I just want the calls to be right. Moving on to the rest of the action in the NBA tonight. Detroit wins a game 127-94 to over Cleveland on the road. Bringing them to 8-13, Cleveland is 5-15. Cleveland has lost 10 of their last 11. They are not in a good spot right now. The lead in this game got to uh, as big as 35 early in the fourth. Pistons wound up winning by 33 anyway. And Detroit outshot Cleveland 54-42%. to Detroit had eight more threes and shot 51% to 29% from three for uh, the Cavs. So this was just an absolute stomping. And if you're beeline, you know, the coach of the Cavs, you just got to be looking for silver linings and stuff. So you got to find the guys that are going to grind through this and uh, learn from it and move forward and the fat that you can cut from your team. Because obviously, a lot of these guys aren't going to stick there. They are going to get a rookie back soon. Dylan Windler has been out all year, but he's coming back uh, to play in the G League Thursday and then could join the team soon after that. He was a first-round pick. But for Detroit in this game, huge Another double-double for Andre Drummond. 17-14, four assists, five steals, four blocks, 7-15, of 15, 46% uh, from the field. And he was an assist and a block away from a 5-by-5, five five, which hasn't been done in a long time and only a couple times. Uh, Blake Griffin, 24-4 and an assist. He had six triples in this one, 8-of-13 shooting as well. And then they benched a bunch of guys, so there was a lot of Weird bench scoring. Galloway had 14. Uh, McCulloch had 15. Uh, D-Rose, 12. Uh, Markey, 12 as well. On the Cleveland side, it was uh, Colin Sexton, 22-4-3. Two steals, 8 of 16 shooting, 6 of 7 from the line. Decent game for him. Garland was down to 3 of 8. Larry Nance was 3 of 7. Tristan Thompson, the center, was 4 of 11. That's a tough, uh, you know, tall task to go up against Andre Drummond, so... Just not a pretty sight for Cleveland, 
and they fall to 5-15. and 15. The Magic go over the Wizards 127-120, bringing their record to 9-11, and 6-13 for the Wiz. The Wiz have lost five of their last six. The Magic, on the other hand, have won three of their last four. Orlando shot 60% in the first half and got out to got the lead out to 18 at its peak. But they only outshot Washington 51 to 50%. So 1%. It wasn't uh that wasn't what it was. It was probably the rebounding because Thomas Bryant was diagnosed with a stress fracture. He's going to be reevaluated in 3 weeks, but it's opening up the doors. You know, Bertans got uh, a little bit of a nice run here for the Wizards and when Mo Wagner comes back from his ankle injury, uh he should be good. But for the Magic in this game, it was another big Evan Fournier night. 31 points for him. Two boards, three assists on 11 of 18 shooting, three of four from the line, and six triples. Mark out Fultz, uh, 20 points, season high, three, po- uh, three rebounds, six assists, two steals, nine of 17 shooting, and he had his shoe untied by Isaiah Thomas in this one, too. Uh, back to a double-double for Aaron Gordon, 18-11-2. and two. John Isaac, 11-6-3, two blocks on five of 13 shooting. On the Washington side here, Hachimura, 15, 6, and 4. IT3, 25, and 7 with a steal and a block. 8 of 14 shooting. Bradley Beal, 42 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, and a steal. 16 of 30 shooting, 7 of 10 from the line, 3 of 6 from deep, but a minus 15 on the plus minus. And only Brown with a minus 18 was worse than him in this game. So the Magic win, another one. We go over to the Mavericks. Winning 118-97 on the road against the Pelicans. 14-6 for the Mavericks now. 6-15 for the Pels. Six consecutive losses for the Pelicans. Luka is really making a case for the MVP. And he just won uh, Player of the Month on the Western Conference. And Carlisle said he's been really great from the start of the entire season. It's really cool. Uh, The guy is fun to watch, and he's a great competitor. And he... Had 33, 18, and 5 on 9 of 18 shooting, 10 of 13 from the line, and 5 triples as well. You know, he's making his run, and he won, you know, MVP of the Euro League at 18. So it would be not that surprising to see him uh, win an MVP in the NBA eventually. I don't know if it'll be this year, but he sure is making the case for it here. And Gentry on the Pels said... We have a tendency to fall off, especially in the last six minutes of the game. It's almost as if we play isolation basketball, and we've got to get away from that. So, like I said, Doncic was the story in this game, like he is in almost any game he plays. But uh, there was uh, some nice chip-ins. You know, uh, Seth Curry, 19-4-1. Tim Hardaway, 12-3-2 and with a steal and a block. But he was the only other Mav... Uh, from the starting lineup in double digits. Porzingis was in foul trouble for a big chunk of this game. He only had 7.6 boards and an assist. Two of 11 he shot. Not a bad, not a, a good day for him at all. Maxi Kleber had 12 points off the bench as well. On the Pelican side, you know, Brandon Ingram still 24, 5, and 6, three steals, a block. 8 of 16 shooting, 7 of 7 from the line, and a triple. He has just improved this game. So much in New Orleans. It has been absolutely insane. 18-4-4 for Drew Holiday. Two blocks. 8 of 18 shooting. uh, 0-3 from deep, though. Uh, Jackson Hayes, 9-8. and J.J. Redick, uh, 12-6-4. Alonzo, 2-12 of as well. So just some bad shooting performances 
for some of these young Pelicans in their learning. I don't know how long Gentry is going to last, but um, it's his team for now. So we'll see how they do. The Heat over the Raptors in one of the best games of the night, 121-110 in overtime. The first home loss of the season for the Raps. Butler had eight of his 22 in the first 55 seconds of overtime to seal this one for the Heat. The Raptors shot 0 for 9 in the overtime period, so uh, that was all but over. I mean, you don't usually see an 11-point victory in overtime, but uh, Jimmy Butler had a triple-double here, 13 boards and 12 assists to go with this 22 points, and they blew a lead. They had the lead in the last two minutes uh, up to seven, and they blew it. The Raptors came all the way back. And Lowry, speaking of coming back, uh, first game after an 11-game absence with his hand injury, but he was terrible. Missed his first 11 shots, was only 2 of 18. So just really a bad overall debut game uh, for him, or not debut, but coming back off this injury. He did have 12 points, but you know eight of them were made from the line. Uh, for the other Heat players, uh, Duncan Robinson, 22-2-1. <laughs> Justice Winslow, 17-9-4 with a block. On 8 of 17 shooting. Olenek 16-6 with an assist, a steal, and two blocks. Hero only down to six points. Miles um, Leonard 8-8. Eight eight. Bam Adebayo 18-7 with an assist and a block on 7 of 13 shooting. For the Raps, Pascal Siakam 15-12 but only 5 of 14. Uh, Marcus Gasol 14-3-2. Uh, like I said, Kyle Lowry 12-6-11 assists. Stealing a block, so he's contributing in other ways. Like I said, 8 of 8 from the line, but 0 for 11 from deep. Uh, FVV, 19-1-6 with three steals. Norman Powell, 23 points, eight boards, and assists, and a steal on 8 of 14 shooting and four triples as well. Uh, Surge back, 13-9, and a block in that game for the Raps. Then we go over to the Lakers, 105-96 on the road against the Nuggets. I think I said that I would take... I think I said that I would take the Nuggets at home because the spread was 10 and they wound up winning by nine. So luckily I got that one. But both of these teams were coming off their first loss in a while. AD had 25 and 10 with flu-like symptoms. And uh, Vogel said that they had a bunch of guys with flu-like symptoms, but they just had them drink a lot of fluids. Uh, The Nuggets pulled it to within one with two and change left, but then the Lakers made... Uh, three free throws in a row, and LeBron uh, grabbed an AD miss and hammered it down, and that was a nail in the coffin uh, for this one. And in this game, for the Lakers, 25-10 with an assist and a block on 9 of 18 shooting, 6-9 from the line, and a triple for AD. LeBron had 25-6-9, 9 of 18 as well, 6 of 6 from the line, rare one for LeBron, and a triple. And then Rondo had 11-6-6 six six with a steal, uh, Dwight Howard, 13-6 and two blocks on five of eight shooting. But the uh, the rest of the starting lineup, KCP, four points. Uh, Danny Green, five points on two of 12 shooting. JaVale McGee, only four points in this game and uh, only 14 minutes as well. Kuzma off the bench, 19, 19 minutes, six points, five boards, two assists on two of six. Going over to the Denver side, Jokic just looks sluggish. 4 of 12 in this game. Not a good one for him. 13 points, 5 boards, 8 assists, 3 steals. So he's doing it in other spots, but he just doesn't look right. Jamal Murray, 22, 5 and 5 with 2 steals, a block, 8 of 17 from the field. 0 for 3 from deep, though. Gary Harris held to 9 points on 4 of 9. Um, you know, Will Barton shot 2 of 11, 5, 6 
four assists and a steal. And Millsap, 21-8-2 with a steal and a block. 8-14 shooting for him. 3-3 from the line, two triples as well. And the last game of the night was the Clippers over the Blazers, 117-97. Clippers go to 15-6, 8-12 for the Blazers. And the Clippers shot 50% from deep, 17-34. of And the Blazers only shot 25%, 7-28. That was a real difference in this game. And uh, that plus... Uh, 14-3 run that the Clips went on in the third quarter. The Blazers pulled it within seven in the fourth, but that was pretty much too little too late. And it was obviously a big one from the big guys. Paul George, 25-4-3, uh, 9-14 shooting, six triples. Um, Montrez Harrell, 26-9, and nine, a steal and an assist in this one. He was 11 of 13 for shooting uh, from the field, but 4 of 12 from the line. That's terrible. 11, 9, and 5 with two steals for Kawhi. 3 of 15, not the greatest shooting night, but they made it work anyway, getting that uh, contribution from Montrez. And Lou Williams held only 9 points in this game as well. But that's all the action from tonight. Looking ahead to Wednesday, we got a nice big lineup here. Detroit is hosting Milwaukee uh, back-to-back for the Pistons, so they'll probably get blown out. This might be a third 40-point victory in a row for the Bucs. Uh, the Suns on the road against Orlando, one and a half-point favorite somehow, I guess because Orlando's on back-to-back. Give me the magic. Um, Hornets, five-point favorites over Golden State at home. I would take that. No line on Atlanta and Brooklyn because who knows if Kyrie's going to play in that one, but give me the Nets. Uh, Boston, five-and-a-half-point favorites at home against Miami. Uh, Miami on a back-to-back. That's going to be tough. Traveling and all that stuff, I think I'd probably take Boston. Chicago hosting the Grizzlies. Uh, No line in that one, uh, but give me the Grizzlies. The Thunder, a one-point home favorite against the Pacers. That's a great game. Um, I think I'd go with the Pacers. They've been playing well. Recently, And, you know, the Thunder have been playing well, too, but the, their last two were against the Pelicans. Uh, Dallas, a three-point favorite at home against uh, the Timberwolves. Give me Dallas in that one. The Jazz, two-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Lakers. Mike Conley's banged up. I think I'm going with the Lakers in this one. I know they're on a back-to-back and have the flu, and that's at elevation, but I don't know. The Lakers are... They're tough, man. I I don't think they're going to lose this game. I I think I've got the Lakers in that one. And the Blazers by three at home against the Kings. Oh, that's a tough one, too. Give me the Kings. Give me the Kings. Uh, The Blazers are playing back-to-back games. So that is going to do it for me. Like I said, you can follow me on the Twitter, at Bogman Sports. The Welsh will be back with you guys tomorrow. You can tweet him, at IsItTheWelsh, at SportsGrid. And I hope you all make better calls in your life than the refs did in the Rockets-Spurs games tonight. Storm and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.